This is Seymour Snot, the geek with the physique, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. Maybe I ought to just change the name of the show to The Caleb Conley Show. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605. With your host, Bunkhouse Bob. That's what I want to do when I get to be a pro wrestler. I want to wear pink argyle trunks into the ring. And the lovely Laura. I might have to bring a barf bag because, you know, I have a weak constitution. It's Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. That means that we are on live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. I'm your co-host, Bunkhouse Bob. Joining me, as always, in just a few moments will be the lovely Laura. Folks, we've got a a big show for you tonight, an action-packed show. Coming up here in just a few minutes, we will have none other than Mr. 18FN59. Cliff Compton will be joining us here in just a few moments, folks. And then later on in the program, we've got another guy. That's right. It's it's a double shot, a double interview night again. Laura's wearing me out. We have Jet Black, Indie Sensation. Jet Black will be on the on the line with us uh, coming up probably in the eight o'clock hour. Folks, our studio number is area code two one three eight one six one six zero five. We'd like to thank you all for tuning in to us tonight. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter address is at from the Armory. You can find this show on Blog Talk Radio. You can also find this show for free on iTunes. If you go to iTunes and go and type Armory in the search bar, wait for that to clear, go down to the podcast link, click Podcast, voila, our page opens up. Um, I did want to mention last week we had Michelle Wilkins on the show, and I cannot tell you how many tweets, Facebook responses, uh, messages, all that stuff uh, about Michelle Wilkins and about the overwhelming uh, just positive response about that class act of a lady that was on our program, the Dynamite Diva, last week. Folks, if you missed that interview, you need to go into our archives and listen to that interview. I re-listened to it myself, and I can tell you hands down, it is one of my favorite interviews. Uh, And the second thing that I know for sure tonight is that if Laura can't maintain her composure during Cliff's call-in, we're going to have to put her on mute because the fans and our sponsors can't listen to her giggle for the next half hour or so. so. And she's giggling now. Bob, I'm going to be professional. I've always been professional. You you have always been professional. You have always been professional. It's just, you know, we haven't had Cliff Compton on, and I know how giddy you get when we even say his name, Cliff Compton. Cliff Compton. <laughs> See, already. How have you been, Laura? 
Um, I have been absolutely great. Um, I had a wonderful weekend. How about you? I can't complain. I can't complain at all. Uh, been a good week. Like I said, uh, after we got done with the uh, Michelle Wilkins interview last week, I, we hadn't even got off the air, and I had already got started getting right. uh, messages about her interview. So, uh, again, folks, if, if you missed Michelle Wilkins, the Dynamite Diva from last week, you need to go back and check out that interview. Uh, absolutely a class act representative of not only women's wrestling, uh, but wrestling in general. I can't tell you uh, can't tell you enough good things about her. So um, you need to check that out. There was something that that came up, and I reached out to uh, to former show guest uh, Sassy Steph to try to get right. a uh, try to get a statement from her. And I know that she saw my message, but I did not get a reply. And this is the way that it's been across the board on this entire situation. WSU, which is Women's uh, Wrestling Uncensored, fires, strips the, uh, the title, and bans Jessica Havoc for life from the promotion. Uh, this all came about this past week. I'm not quite sure what to make of all this, the whole situation. Uh, Jessica held the title for over 700 days and was scheduled to face LaFisto at the Queen and King of the Ring iPay-Per-View. Some think that this is a legit deal, and nobody is really talking. And I I did find out late last night that uh, Ring Bells did confirm that it is not part of a storyline, that she and the promotion have actually parted company, but nobody is talking about this. And to me, that's pretty big news uh, when you take one of your – premier talents and Jessica Havoc, and I can only assume, this is not any news that I have, I can only presume, if you let Jessica Havoc go, uh, Sassy Steph and uh, Allison Kay are out the door as well, being, as what uh, what Steffi had told us in her interview, uh, friends for many, many years, I I do not see them continuing to work for the promotion. So, did you see any of this, Laura? Uh, I did not. I just saw it through your page, and I think I maybe had seen it on Twitter. I think the whole wrestling world is shocked at this because, you know, you have a woman who's held a title, you know, basically two years. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, over 700 days. Company, so um, it makes you wonder what in the world happened for them to fire her, strip her the belt, you know, banner, you know, whatever. Basically, it's like um, they, you know, I guess they burned the bridge behind her. I, I, it's what it sounds like to me. I, that's the only thing that I can presume. Like I said, in in reading through, uh, in reading through all the posts that 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 I had read. Uh, again, I I think that. Uh, I think that this is big news. I know that uh, another uh, friend of mine that's on Facebook, Dan Johnson, who, who follows a lot of women's independent wrestling, was pretty upset about this whole thing. Um, you know, I, I I don't know where they're going to go. I mean, I, I know that the card has been realigned, uh, but like I said, my personal feeling, again, this is my personal feeling. I don't know how it is that it all came about, but, you lost one talent, and I know that you're going to lose three in the whole works. 
So, you know, good luck with it. See where it takes you. I, I don't know. I know that there's plenty of other talent out there, but I also know that uh, Jessica is probably one of the, the premier professional women uh, indie wrestlers today. Uh, and I say, you know, if you know, good luck with it. We'll see what happens with your promotion. You know, I, I don't know. We'll see. So the other thing that I wanted to make a brief mention of, because folks were waiting on Cliff Compton to give us a call, uh, he's supposed to be calling in about 7.15 or so. The other thing, and uh, I got a few comments on this, and I know that you shared this as well. Uh, I saw this video last night. Uh, Connor, wow, the yeah. pressure, McCalic, I believe is how his last name is pronounced. Uh, this video was going right. around on... This video was going around on Twitter. It was going around on Facebook. Uh, basically, it's a story of Connor who is, uh, who is uh, suffering from cancer and through the Make-A-Wish Foundation was able to meet Daniel Bryant, uh, I believe it was a month or so, at the Raw before WrestleMania and then on up to WrestleMania. Um, the video is about five minutes. It's on my Facebook page. It's on Laura's Facebook page. And my, my comment on it was simply this, you know, I, I can be a big a critic uh, uh, of many things that the WWE does or doesn't do, uh, because that's, that's part of being a fan and it's part of what we do here. But for all of the criticism that I can heap on to something, something like this uh, just tears it all down. Because if you watch this video and you don't have tears in your eyes at the end of it, then you're not a human being. It has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with what my personal or professional opinion of the WWE as a company is. If you watch this video and you do not feel something emotionally as a human being, there is something wrong with you. What this company yeah. is able to do on a much grander scale uh, is unbelievable. And, and I've said this before. I am not a personal fan of John Cena, but I also know that John Cena has done more for the WWE outside of the ring as in as much as what he's done inside of the ring through Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yes. Um, my <laughs> hat's off to Mr. Cena for taking the time with those kids uh, who absolutely, their, their face lights up like a Christmas tree when he enters the room, you know? So, oh, yeah, hats off to Cena. And th- and the whole who says WWE, that, for that matter of fact. Yeah, who, that's what I was getting ready to say. Who says that magic and wrestling is, is dead? If you could look oh, at that boy's that face. Oh, if you, if magic's, oh, the magic's alive, folks. You know, sometimes, uh, not to get uh, too deep with you, but sometimes it just takes the faith of a child. Yes, it does. And we were all that little kid at one time watching wrestling, you know, that the kayfabe wasn't dead back then. Um, Absolutely. When I was growing up, you know, because it was still, you know, Ric Flair tore Ricky Morton's face up. Oh, my God, you know. Exactly. It was big stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, uh, Kudos to the WWE and for, uh, yeah, folks, if you haven't seen that video, go see it. Because it's just, uh, you know, to make a kid happy in his last days on this planet, there's nothing like it. 
Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Folks, our studio number, 213-816-1605, waiting on, uh, on Cliff Compton's phone call. He should be calling in here in a few minutes. Laura, do you want to go on? Hold on just one second here. Never mind. Folks, without further ado, we're going to bring on Mr. 1859, as promised. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us right now, Mr. Cliff Compton. Cliff, are you there? How are you, sir? I'm right, I'm right fucking here, man, live in, in uh, person. But I, that's, that, that's great. How you been, man? You been all right? I'm, 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 I can't complain. I'm alive and well, and uh, it's nice outside, and uh, that's, that's pretty much all I got. So <laughs> okay. you tell me, this, 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 is your, this is your show. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're not you lying. Be, you're not lying. Well, uh, you know, Cliff, uh, you know, Laura's on the phone with us, and, and you know Laura. I do know Laura. Laura Lyons, or should I not that say is, her last name? But, no, it, it's fine. We, we we have nothing to hide here, Cliff. All right, nothing yeah. at all, Cliff. It's 2014. How you doing, Cliff? I'm good. How are you? Sexy thing. Um, I know. I'm so um, sexy. <laughs> Laura started already. I told her that she had to be professional, Cliff. I told her to try to maintain her composure just a little, and we're already yeah, well, you know, obviously that's out the window. Yeah, it's already done. Out the window. Yeah, out the window. Cliff, I saw you at WrestleCon, and uh, I'm yeah, actually, I remember. Yeah, I'm actually holding Laura's autographed picture of you hostage because I noticed that the value of your autograph has risen a little bit on eBay. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to hold on to it for a little longer. Um, <laughs> j- joking aside, uh, when I when I saw you, you weren't able to compete because you uh, you weren't cleared due to a concussion. How how you been feeling? How how's that how's that gone? Oh, the I, the concussion's uh, cleared, so you know I'm I'm wrestling again. But uh, yeah, they have a strict athletic commission. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, down there in New Orleans. I was going to actually wrestle Tommy Dreamer that night. It would have been a lot of fun, but, uh, you know, due to uh, circumstances out of my control, it just didn't happen. But I'm not concussed anymore. I think I've been concussed for the last 30 years, but that's just me. Yeah, you know, I I feel that way. The 80s were hard on me. I feel concussed most of the time myself. Yeah, the 90s were hard on me. (laughs) I hear you, brother. When when I when I when we were talking about it at WrestleCon, I didn't have a chance to ask you how did how did that come about? What match did you end up receiving this uh, said concussion? Uh, It was a street fight in Philadelphia with Kevin Steen at Ring of Honor's 12th anniversary. it was a brutal match, and uh, it was actually a Sabu dive you know, off the chair to the outside, and I hit my head on the floor very hard to the point where I, I don't even remember the match. And uh, Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember the match at all. I just remember uh, I got in the, I just remember telling – I was in the back, and I, I just remember not I – I didn't remember anything, so – I haven't even wow. watched the match, so I, you know, I guess it was, he said it was fine, but uh, yeah, it was. That's kind of what happens with a concussion, especially, uh, you know, like everything. I hit my head on the floor, and everything just goes completely silent. Like you can't hear a thing. It's really strange. Yeah, it's really strange. And then you you think you know what's going on, but you don't know what's going on. And when you're in the middle of it, it was actually in the first five minutes of the match. 
So when you have another 20 to go, it can be a little hectic. I mean, just when you get a normal concussion, you know, you don't want to do anything. So to have to right. finish the match was uh, a little crazy. But everything uh, worked out, and I'm uh, healthy as a horse. Very good, and we're, we're glad to hear that. And, you know, I I'd, I'd went to went to WrestleCon, and, and then when we got back, we did a show, and I, you know, did a report on WrestleCon. And, and people would ask me, you know, what, what were my favorite matches or what were the highlight matches. And, you know, and I, I told them I, the opening match with Cedric Alexander I thought was excellent. And then I told, told our listeners that the hardest-hitting match that I saw had to have been Masato Tanaka and Kevin Steen. And, sure, you know, yeah. just, I mean, that just physically brutal. So I can only imagine, you know, your match and then having to try to finish 20 minutes while he's, you know, going at it full steam because – did did he know that you were hurt? Did, did could he tell? Did you were you able to uh, let him know? Uh, yeah, I told the ref. I was telling the ref I had, uh, had my bell rung. I don't I don't even remember, but uh, you know Kevin's a, a professional, you know, and uh, right. you know when when stuff you know, nothing ever goes according to plan. So you know you're always ready for things that you know might come about, whether it's a concussion or a blood or a sprained ankle, who knows? But yeah. Well, that match at WrestleCon with those two was was pretty hard hitting, yeah. What was what was your overall impression of WrestleCon between? I mean, they had a pretty good crowd. The the matches seemed to go well. Uh, the fans were really into. What was what was your impression of the whole event? Uh, I thought WrestleCon on a whole was was unbelievable. I mean, to combine uh, WrestleMania weekend with WrestleCon in New Orleans, I just thought it was a bad idea with, you know, the party atmosphere, because, you know, it was just everybody was having a good time, if you know what I mean. So it made right. for a, a, a fun <laughs> WrestleCon, a very fun WrestleCon, because they were serving alcohol, and the majority of, you know, the majority of the fans were having a great time, and by the end of the night, they were completely in the bag, so... You know, there's nothing better than a rowdy wrestling crowd, in my opinion. So, <laughs> um, yeah, there were there were a few there that were pretty pretty rowdy. Yeah, there were a lot of people waiting for the freight train to come out, and he came out around fuck almost 1 a.m. and yeah. uh, nobody left. He came out, and him and Carino got into it. So yeah, it, it was. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun, and uh, WrestleCon got so crowded at one point they had to stop the line. So yeah, it was a giant success. For uh, high spots in those guys, yes, sir. Giant success, and it's great for a wrestling uh, fan because I mean, literally everybody was there. I mean, if you right. wanted to meet Greg Valentine, he was there. If you wanted to meet the Nasty Boys, they were there. If you wanted to meet Edge, Sting, you know Goldberg, everybody, you know, it's just for because the majority of those fans are overseas people, you know, that come in for that stuff, and uh, you know, it was just. Uh, it was dream come true for some of them, but yeah, no, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yes, sir. I didn't get into, I didn't get into any trouble, so it was it was that, fun. That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. You, you sure about that, Cliff? You sure you didn't get any trouble? No, nothing. Uh, I mean, I always get into some trouble, but nothing that's going to come back to haunt me. I don't think. So, <laughs> nothing on well, paper. <laughs> or or video, right? Or video, yes. <laughs> well, actually, well, no. Some of it, wanna... did, some of it was on video. Kevin Steen recorded me directing traffic on um, his weekend escapade. Oh so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Would it love a, to see that. 
<laughs> yeah, just go. You'll see it. It's on his YouTube channel. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I was very good well, at directing traffic too. I'm I'm sure that you are as as you are with everything that you do. Oh well, yeah. Thank you. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> well, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> well, it's it is good to talk to you again. So happy that uh, you're on the show, and yes, um, it's always a thrill to talk to you. Um, you had an incident with dollar rental cars, right? I did a very bad incident. Uh, yes, and I we all say, um, tweeted them. Oh yeah, which was very kind. <laughs> Do you want to hear the story, or I'll tell I it. I would love to hear the story. The story was: um, I decided I wanted to drive to New Orleans. Which isn't only about eight hours. I didn't. I didn't want to fly because I knew the airport's going to be a nightmare. Blah blah blah. So I, ran, I went on Expedia, and um, I got a, uh, a rental car, and it ended up being a dollar rental car. And it was at uh, Louisville International Airport. So I go to pick up the car, and it was a uh, 140 bucks for I don't know four or five days, which was a great deal. And. Uh, mm-hmm. When I uh, I got there, and I'm sure you've rented cars. I've rented a million cars. And uh, right. long story short, I, I, long story short, I, I had made my way into Alabama, and I was stopped, and I was just drinking something, and just looking at receipts and whatnot. I look at the dollar rental car receipt, and it's for like uh, four hundred and eighty dollars. And I said, man, that, that can't that can't be right. So I I didn't have the number to the actual dollar place at the airport. So I called their whatever number. So this guy says clearly something was, they made a mistake. And he pulled up my file and said that I had requested all this extra coverage, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, what's going to happen? And he says, when you get back there Monday, it'll be noted in your account. You called today and they should take care of it. Or my other option was to find uh, another dollar rental car, but the closest one was in Nashville, and I had already passed Nashville. Uh, I get back on Monday, same woman who rented me the car, and uh, let's just say her customer service was uh, horrendous. You know, it was bad, and uh, she was very rude. So for an hour, I stood there at 8.30 in the morning with my hair out of control, looking probably pretty rough around the edges. And I just went back and forth with her, telling her that I've been wronged. And she kept, she was, she was a very by-the-book person. And I asked to speak mm-hmm. to the manager, this guy Jerry, who for some reason could not be found. So after about an hour, I said, you know what, I'm going to go home. She assured me the manager would call me. I knew he wouldn't, and uh, she told me she 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 was so sick of dealing with me, and there was nobody else coming up in line, so it was just me and her. And uh, she offered to, to discount twenty percent, and I said it's not about that; it's the principle. I go, you screwed me over, and you know it. You want the commission, blah blah blah. And, you know it's not my first rodeo, and <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I'm dying. You're fine. Um, she, uh, long story short, she was she wasn't nice. She was a, a mean woman, um, almost like devilish, if you want to say. So I said to myself, you know, I don't, 
it wasn't so much the money. It was because they, they screwed me over, but it was the fact that she was extremely rude. And I, I just found her customer service relations to be uh, very unacceptable. And, I, and Jerry never called. And I knew he wouldn't call. I knew she was full of shit. Um, so I went on to Twitter, and I tweeted at Dollar Rent-A-Car, I've been screwed over by you, blah, 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 blah. So immediately they responded, can you direct message us? And I said, absolutely not, even this public. So then all the nice, quick-confident enthusiasts start really tweeting bad things at Dollar Rent-A-Car, which was hilarious, mm-hmm. like, you know, fuck Dollar Rent-A-Car, <laughs> fuck that yeah. woman. I, po- I posted a picture of her. I took a picture of her. That's how mad I was. That's all that. I called her the devil. So now yeah. within, when, within the course of like 15 minutes, there's like 80 tweets to Dollar Rental Car about how, how could you do this to this guy, which I was flattered that that happened. So all of a sudden my phone rings, and it's the uh, corporate headquarters, and I don't even know where they're located. Oh. And they say um, they got my number. They called uh, STF Airport, which is Louisville Airport, and uh, got my number, and they said, what happened? And I said, well, who are, who are you? And they go, you know, this we're, we're getting all these on our social media, blah, blah. I said, I'm owed a phone call from Jerry. And they go, well, who's Jerry? They were in a different state. And uh, they, I right. go, I've been screwed over. I go, and they go, well, well, we apologize. We don't know anything about it. We pulled up your contract. We have it. You know, so then they hang up with me, and then within one minute, I get a call from Jerry, who's the manager at the uh, Louisville airport. And I gave it to him for about 10 minutes. I think I went off on him. And then he couldn't have been the (laughs) nicest guy ever. And he said, uh, he apologized and said, you know, what can I do to make this right? I said, I, I I go, it all boils down to one thing. I go, this woman at your counter was a total bitch. I go, she could care less about the customer, and that's what offended me, is that she played me for a complete fool. And he said, I know, I apologize. So long story short, they comped the entire car and offered awesome. me, uh, they offered me, uh, next time I run a rent-a-car, it's on them from Dollar, and they'll give me a nice car. But then they a- asked me to tweet out that Dollar rent-a-car rectified uh, or fixed the problem because they said they said it was kind of uh, a little out of control and uh, <laughs> I said I said well I, I go I said listen you gave me no choice I go I find it pathetic that your manager wouldn't call me and that I had to resort to Twitter and uh, you know they agreed and they agreed and then I was actually in the airport last week and uh, she wasn't at the counter. And I, and I specifically said, I said, I don't want, he, he was mad, the manager. He was a nice guy, but he was mad at the woman. I said, I don't want her fired or anything. I said, but just tell her she needs to work on her, you know, manners because she's not a nice woman. And he goes, well, trust me, I'm going to have a long talk with her. So I told him Ooh. I wanted an apology, but I said, yeah, fuck it, I don't care. He, he gave me all my money back, so I couldn't complain. I just thought it was kind of crazy, you know, that through Twitter I was able to fix this problem because otherwise I would have been out $500 and, you know, they took it all off. So, you know, 
I, I still probably won't use Dollar just because so, the experience. But uh, that was a, that was a, a crazy end to a crazy weekend. So yeah, there's never a dull moment. I just I just want to one week to go by where nothing nothing happens. You know, I, every it never ends with me. I got a neighbor who stalks me because he doesn't like my dogs. I, it never ends. <laughs> it never he ends. Doesn't like your dogs. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I can't. I, I'm crazy. People are just they they they, they stick to me. You know, I, I gravitate know to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> you know, I'm not a bad person. I'm not a bad person. Uh, but you know, I just nowadays I, I I can't take it anymore. I just you know walk with my you know my head down and try to avoid everybody because every you know jeez, everyone's pissed off. You're not going to, like, turn into the Howard Hughes of wrestling, are you? You're not like, going to, like, become a recluse? No, that's and... what my friends, that's what my friends used to always call me anyway, because I don't really do much. I stay at home all day and do little uh, projects and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, no, I just, uh, you know, I mean, it's just to the point where they would just have a, a it's been a bad couple of months of luck, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But then, of course, you meet some very nice people. It's, it's hit or miss. But lately, I've been having a bad string of run-ins. So, Ooh. yeah. The, do- the dollar thing was, was mind-blowing to me. But I will give them credit. You know, they fixed it. But, uh, you know, I'm sure somebody got in trouble for that because they were getting some horrendous tweets. I mean... Yes. You know, I'm not. Offend, I'm not. I'm not offended by anything, but then some people were really giving them the, you know, one uh, the you know fuck 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 fucking fuck treatment. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. So if, if if you, I mean, I can I would just love to see what's going on in the Dollar World headquarters where they're saying, <laughs> who the hell is Cliff Compton and why are we getting, you know, killed She's by this tweet. guy? Yeah. <laughs> And and the guy even said he goes he goes all I ask is you please tweet tweet out that we fixed this for you because they're still coming in so <laughs> I, I did tweet I did tweet that you know Dollar Rent a Car fixed everything and uh, it's all good and uh, they slowly slowly uh, died down you know I don't have a, a massive following but there is a, there is a cult following a, a small cult following who uh, I don't know who they are but apparently you know they'll 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 kill for me, I think. <laughs> That's right. You don't mess with Cliff Compton. Yeah, no. I mean, come on. It's just uh, <laughs> this woman. We'll get this you. woman was this woman was bad. She was a bad person. I even told her that <laughs> to her face. I mean, I was for an hour. I was just sitting there going, "You're not a nice person. You're just not a nice person." And all she kept saying, "Well, you signed the contract, sir." And I said, "Listen." We both know I'm right and you're wrong, and she would just been. And then the poor girl next to next to her was from budget, and she was just like, "Oh man, who is this maniac?" You know, standing here in a, I think I was wearing a uh, a Colt Cabana shirt that was way too small, and you know, I had the tanner falling <laughs> tanner falling off me, and you know, I, I looked like a probably a the banged up version of David Lee Roth or something. And uh, <laughs> I was surprised she didn't call the, the security over. I, I didn't get loud or anything, but I just kept going back and forth because I was a little delirious from the drive. I just said, you know, this baffles me. I go, you know, what happened to the customers always right? And I go, 
you know, and I just kept telling her, and and then she 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 was wrong in the end. At the end, at the end of this whole story, she was wrong, and uh, I was right. So and uh, so in the end, I I got I won. And that's all that really matters. And that's what matters. You know. Exactly. Yeah. You got had your I, money had back. I, had I been, if, if I was wrong, I wouldn't have cared. I would have said, oh, I fucked up big time. But I wasn't. And that's what made me mad. Like, she just wouldn't admit that, you know, it was a mistake. She was just like, no, no, no. And I was like, listen, I, why would I want this and this and this? You know, I was just whatever. So that's the end of them. <laughs> Well, speaking of your good friend Colt Cabana, the Wrestling Road Diaries 2 has been a really big success. And I was big just wondering... Success. That guy, he, he smells like money now, if you ever meet him. He smells like <laughs> he money. He did smell like money at the last $5 yeah. wrestling show I went to. He smelled like yeah. money. Yes, he did. He smells um, like money. <laughs> um, when you guys started out or you just started talking about, hey, we're going to do this, did you have any reservations about being filmed, you know, traveling from town to town and, you know, people seeing a part of Cliff Compton that they hadn't before? No, he called me or uh, I saw him in Chicago and he said, you want to do a Wrestling Road Diaries 2? And I said, I didn't know there was a Wrestling Road Diaries 1, <laughs> which I think he, he kind of was offended by because he's my good friend. And uh, he gave me a copy of it, and I'm not going to lie, I I watched 10 minutes of it, and it just wasn't for me. Uh, and uh, he goes, well, I want to do another one with you and Gallows, and we have this re- – I, I, I've hired this guy who's a professional filmmaker who does documentaries. And I go, well, listen, if you've got me and Gallows on this, it's not going to be like your first one. It's going to kind of be like Spinal Tap. You know what I mean? I go, you're going to get what you're <laughs> right. going to get. And he goes, no, that's <laughs> fine. And I said, okay. I said, you know, I'd, I'd love to do it um i didn't know what to expect i really didn't um uh when we made the movie it was uh i want to say five or six days all condensed into what you saw which is a little more than 90 minutes um and and it, it, it was a lot of fun and and i never watch anything and i actually did watch the entire movie and i was very proud of it and i was very proud of it. He, he let me see it before it, it came out just in case there was something i didn't like he would have changed it right. or whatever but I, I, the guy jack who made it uh did a phenomenal job and um it, it really showed you a side of drew luke and myself who some people might not have known you know some people see me as a one-dimensional deuce and domino guy and or drew as fastest you know so it, it really it's it's a, a good i think it's people who just like documentaries i think they would enjoy it you know, and not even if you're just a wrestling fan. I think it's a good documentary, you know. And uh, it, I thought it came out really good, you know, because I was a little leery for a while because it was taking a long time to come to. And, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, and that that was for several reasons. But, but in the end, it, it all worked out. And, uh, you know, I was told after we finished it that it was going to be ready in two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks turned into almost two years, so I can't complain though. Uh, not a day goes by where someone doesn't ask me about it or uh, say that I haven't heard one negative thing about it. So, um, and I'm very happy for Colt because uh, you know he works very, very hard on everything he does, and uh, you know that's a direct reflection of him. So, 
uh, you know, he's he's awesome at what he does. And uh, no, it, it came out it came out great. And uh, I'm actually going to see him soon, so I'm hoping he'll give me a couple of free copies so I can have them just in case. You know. At least, right? No. What? I said at least he could, you know, give at you least, a couple yeah, free copies. Yeah, at least. Yeah. No, he did. He did. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's, you know. I, Go I ahead. think I know what you're getting ready to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's um, psychic. <laughs> I am Cliff. You didn't know that. <laughs> What's what? Well, what um, is it? I'm not getting any younger. Uh, <laughs> what was your most memorable memorable encounter uh, filming that? If you you know, want to tell a little bit about it. Um, there was a lot. A lot. See, unfortunately, a lot of the stuff just couldn't be on there because. It had it couldn't be too long. I think I think a critique on the first one, from what I was told, is it was it was very long. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot. Like we, I ran into a lot of old friends I hadn't seen in a while. Like I remember running into Colin Delaney um, and a couple other guys at some of the shows, and so that was kind of cool. Um, but uh, just meeting the uh, text to me was 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 the best. The guy in the tractor who who sadly passed away. And if you, you notice at the end of the movie, it's the movie's dedicated to him. Uh, he was almost a hundred, right. and we met him wow. in Olney, and uh, which is like a town of a couple of hundred. And he just drives around on his John Deere tractor, and we were sitting there. We had just finished lunch, and here comes a guy on his tractor, and his name was Tex. And you know, me and Colt talked to him for probably twenty minutes, but in the movie, it's you know edited out. But uh, it is an unbelievable story, and then uh, Jack, who made the movie, sent me his obituary, and I learned all about him, you know, and how he used to climb these gigantic telephone poles, and he was, you know, all he was a legend in that very small town. So he uh, he died about six months after we we finished filming, and uh, so we all decided that we would dedicate the movie to to Tex. Uh, so it, I think it comes on at the way end or maybe after the credits. I I don't know why it didn't come on first, but, you know, because there's also a part after the credits where me and Colt arm wrestle in a bar, uh, but no one has ever seen that because usually when the credits come on, you turn the DVD off. But uh, no, that, that was probably my favorite person to meet was Tex. Um, it was cool to see Jamie Dundee and listen to him for a while. Uh, there were so many characters we met, you know, whether, you know, there there's people at rest stops that, you know, try to scam you and stuff, but they don't, you know, and, you know, try to, you know, do these old scams where, hey, my car is broken down, can can you drive me here? And, and they're like, oh, we don't want to get involved in that. This would be great for the movie. This guy will try to rob us and we'll just all beat the hell out of him, you know. That's great, great footage, but, you know, <laughs> stuff like that they didn't really want to do, it's, you know. I said, you said we had creative freedom. And I said, well, we're not looking to go to jail. And I said, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, no, we, we met a lot of people. We met, we met a lot of people. But it, it was it was actually a really good time. It really was. Uh, I'll see Drew next week, and I'll see Colt actually tomorrow. And, uh, you know, now people want to see the three of us wrestle together for some reason. It was like a road diaries match. I don't know, um, but yeah, no, those are those that are would be like awesome. I said, the movie. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, those the reason it worked is we're all real. We were all real friends, you know. So right. I thought, I thought Jack Jack really captured that in the movie, and he captured uh, you know Colt's passion and and True's passion and, and my own passion, uh, and you know a, a lot of it. A lot of the credit has to go to Jack because he's that's what he does. I mean, he he did something with Fallout Boy, uh, a documentary I saw, which oh. was just as good. Yeah, he, that's what he does for a living. He does documentaries, but you know, it, it was all up to him. You know, he could have put it together any way he wanted, and he had a vision. And you know, I thought his vision was uh, was dead on. But then when when I finally saw it, so yeah, I I, I thought I was gonna hate it. I was like, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking hate this fucking thing, and then uh, I said, no, this isn't bad, bad, you know. Cliff, you know, in talking with Colt, and and I, and I know that uh, the other gentleman's name that I want to say, Adam Pierce, they were both down at WrestleCon, and and I was on yeah. social media last night, and I saw a, a promo flyer that uh, Colt and Adam are going to face off for a promotion, Steel Domain Wrestling sometime in July, being billed as the eighth level uh, of hate, old habits die hard. And, you know, the seven levels of hate matches that series and, you know, the subsequent uh, film about it uh, came out. What did you think of that series of matches that, that Cold and Adam had had together? Uh, I don't know much about them. <laughs> I've, I've heard of them. Um, I don't, you know, I don't really, I know they had that, They've wrestled and did all those matches, but I really don't. I'm kind of Howard Hughes, Hughes like that, you know. I don't watch. I don't watch a lot of wrestling. I really don't. Right. Um, growing up, I did, but nowadays I, I don't watch much. Um, it's strange, but no, that sounds very, very dark, though. <laughs> it sounds like they're ready. It sounds like this is it. Someone's going to. He's definitely going to lose their life. But, uh, no, Adam, I know, I mean, I, I know Adam, I don't know him well. He, he's a, he's, he's a great guy. Um, and, uh, I would imagine it's going to be a, a hell of a, a hell of a show. So, well, I, go I out know that check it out. Right. I know that you're not Howard Hughes enough that you probably don't recognize this guy's voice. There's somebody that's been on hold that wants to speak to you. So I'm going to put him on real quick. Hold on here. Eight, two, eight, you there? Donnie? Who? Donnie. Hello? You there, Donnie? Hello. Me. Donnie, as in Big hey, Donnie. Hey, Donnie. Big Donnie. Yes, that's it. What's up, Cliff? Hi, 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 BD. How are you, Donnie? I'm fantastic. How are you? Yeah, doing well. Doing well. Uh, how is Burke County? Oh, well, still bloody Burke County. <laughs> yeah, I missed you. At, I missed you at WrestleCon. Everyone told me you were going to be there, and then no Big Donnie. I mean, they had to refund at least two tickets. <laughs> at least. Oh yeah, I, I, come on, my <laughs> dude, more than that. Come on now. I'm yeah, I really uh, hated uh, not to get to show up. Had a bunch of things uh, kind of pull the Burke County boys from back from the trip and I don't know. Uh, yeah. Had a day out oh, and yeah, some uh, road uh, 
road problems. Someone told me. But, uh, yeah, someone told me you, you're you're looking to to wrestle me again. Marty DeRozan oh, yeah. told me that you but you've been calling me out everywhere you go. Oh yeah, right out of conference too. I watched it, uh, been asked about it numerous times. Uh, I don't I drink know, to the max right. out. Several, several, just like every everybody asks about it all the time. I know. And, uh, magic. That's very, very, magic. very well. Um, like added uh, um, something that to five dollars that uh, um, you know, a lot of the guys used to look at a lot of it. Yeah. And get a few chuckles, but hey. Not you know, the straight out company is begun in so you know, went out there and we did our job and uh great magic. Yeah, I think that uh that's an I was told that's one of their best selling DVDs. That's what so, I've been uh, talking uh, yeah. You you should talk to uh the higher ups at uh high spots about a rematch. Maybe in maybe in I, Charlotte. I have uh, I have uh sent the uh, I have sent those up as high as I can go, and I actually have told the people that's asking for it the same thing. So what we need, we need a matchmaker that's got some stroke. That's what we need, Donnie. We need a matchmaker that's got some stroke. All we're waiting on is, you know, the the, 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 you know, the waiting for the match. Right, so that we can get straight out of Compton, too. Yeah, we can work with a schedule. Huh? And uh, so maybe they can work close schedule. I will open my schedule up however I need to to make it happen. Really? That's that's a serious Ooh, we're matchmaking here. I mean, right. I don't I don't know. You'll have to uh you'll have to get with uh Jake Manning. He's the uh matchmaker of uh five dollar wrestling, isn't he? Yeah. I know him and Fre- I know him and Freight Train uh reunited at WrestleCon. Yeah, Some, something about that. Yeah. Well, you are the you are the champion, correct? Well, that's true. That's true. Hadn't really yes. you know, been. Like, yeah, I hadn't really paid attention to the Freight Train and Jake uh, thing lately. Oh. Um, just you know, been kind of uh, taking care of a few other things and some other promotions. Down around this way, yeah. You know, uh, You're in demand. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, getting out there and getting around, yeah. Uh, nationwide, uh, he's nationwide. Kind of boys, we have our kind of our cult following, somewhat like you know Cliff Compton. You know? Yeah, no, Big Donnie. Everyone asks me about Big Donnie. Marty DeRosa is a huge Big Donnie fan, although he doesn't think you like him very much. But I don't well, think a lot of people like Marty. I like Marty, but I think a lot of, uh, I think, I think Marty thinks you want to kill him, actually. <laughs> I, 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 I think I've seen that a lot. He, 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 uh, he, he think, tends I, to think that. Yeah, he holds a grudge because uh, you drank his Gatorade that, that time at the match. Oh, I yeah, I remember there. that, yeah. Yeah, he said the backwash was was disgusting. So, uh, yeah, he's one of he's one of those those comedians. You know, he's a real germaphobe. You know, I mean, come on, like the Howie Mandel of five dollars. Hey, 
It was a great yeah, game, exactly. right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so, so what we need, so what we need to do to make this happen is, is that we need to get a hold of Jake Mandy, and we need to have him open up the schedule so that we can get Cliff Compton versus Big Donnie straight out of Compton two for the five dollar heavyweight championship. So what we should do wow. is we ought to ask our listeners get involved, get on social media, start tweeting high spots. Start posting on their page yep. that this is a match that we want to see. Straight out of Compton 2, Big Donnie versus Cliff Compton for the title. Wow. that's uh, I have to start training again for that one. Well, <laughs> it might be a good idea. Yeah, it's, yeah. It'd be great, Cliff. There's, there's, uh, there's tons of people talking about it. Uh, I can play people I can remember at all time. I get uh, emails about it, you know, I, I've had other promoters wanting to do it. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's out there that people want to see the match again. So, I mean, yeah, that. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you got to give the people what they want. That's true, that's true. Yep. And, uh, you know, Straight out of Compton, uh, too. Sure. The first match was, yeah, unforgettable. I'm, uh, I'll never forget it. It was, it was great. And, uh, like I said, yeah. fans want more. I think I got us thrown out of that building permanently, though. That's the problem. Uh, That's okay. For, you can come to Concord for, and have it. Yeah, well, there's a little bit of blood people. there, but like, like I said, you know, uh, there's, yeah. a, there's other buildings. Yeah. Oh, there's a million be, uh, buildings. We'll need a bigger oh, building. Yeah, all, all of them. Yeah. Bigger <laughs> building, bigger venue, bigger event. Yeah. Big, Better yeah. than you bringing, yeah, you know, we, 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 you know, these people that, you know, want to see it, you know, all the tweeters out there around the world, they're going to have to, yeah. they're going to all gonna have to come out, you know, get some bigger venue, bring people in, you know, sell tons of damn DVDs, and, I mean, the, the IPVs be great, and, you know, do what we do once again. All right, Chad. Right. I appreciate you appreciate you calling in and, and and putting that out there for Cliff, Donnie. I'll 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 catch up with you in a little while. All right. Okay. Uh, nice uh, talking to y'all, uh, Cliff. Have a good one. And uh, all right, see you soon. All right. Thank Take you, Big care. Donnie. Appreciate your time, man. Bye, Big Bye. Donnie. There he goes. Big Donnie from Five Dollar Wrestling, Five Dollar Heavyweight Champ, putting out the challenge straight out of Compton Two to Cliff Compton for the Five Dollar. Heavyweight championship. Yeah, that's that's one that's asked about a lot. I don't know. I I I was told they wanted to do it, but I I don't know. You know, I just uh, you know the emails come or the texts or whatever, and uh, then it's go time. But no, uh, I do know that uh, that DVD did re- does really well for them. It was a, the whole show was fun actually, but uh, that one uh, that was kind of magical that night. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see if it happens. Awesome. You know, sometimes they say the sequel is always better than the original. So we'll we'll find out. That is true. That is true. We'll, we'll uh, see if we can get uh, we'll see if we can get Dollar Rent a Car to sponsor. Maybe we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll chime in. That is a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. What else you got for you me? You know. <laughs> Do what? I said, what else you got for me? I'm in, I'm in a fairly good I, mood I, tonight. 
Well, wonderful. I've got a question about this KFC commercial. Oh, yeah. So uh, I love that commercial. Another, so who came up with the one. idea? Yes. The Yum Corporation, KFC, that was uh, that was done by the Yum Corporation, which owns KFC, Taco Bell, and I believe Pizza Hut. Um, their world headquarters are mm-hmm. here in Louisville. Uh, that was filmed in Chicago. Uh, we filmed 12 hours, and you saw the commercial, which was, what, a minute 30? Um, yeah. They expected, <laughs> they expected it to do fairly well. And they were baffled by what happened. So uh, they want to do another one, but um, I I don't know. I'm it's you know I hear from them sometimes, and that was a Cole Cabana thing. Uh, and uh, sometimes I you know they're they're saying we're getting ready to do another one. And they want to put it uh, nationally, and then you don't hear from them for a week. So I don't know. I don't know. But I do know they were. Uh, that was a lot of fun, actually. It was a long day, but it was uh, a lot of fun. I don't, I don't think I can eat chicken from them for a while, but just because of all no the different cakes. <laughs> yeah, uh, poor Colt had to take probably 200 bites out of uh, one of those chicken fingers, <laughs> and uh, they were frozen hilarious. too. Actually, they were actually frozen because they wanted them to look a certain way. Oh, right, TV magic. So uh, yeah, but no, that was uh, they wanted to go with the whole Game of Arms reality show and do something to with that. So uh, you know, it was uh, they shot a lot of stuff and uh, there was actually a lot of verbiage. So when I saw it, I was surprised because they went with an old. I don't know, Mozart song or something, which I thought worked right. fine. It's just, you know, it was a lot different, you know, than uh, I thought it was going to be. So, but yeah, 12 hours that took. Wow. Ooh. Long day. Well, um, I, yeah, especially eating frozen chicken. Uh, whose idea was it to put Colt over? To put what over? To put Colt over, you know, for him to win. Oh, uh, I guess it was the directors. I don't know. He was the good guy, so uh, I guess it makes sense for him to win. Gotcha. And that's why we were going to come back and do another one. Uh, and then it was going to be kind of a best of series, which might still happen. I just don't know. I'm out of the, uh, I'm out of the loop. I'll have to ask Colt what's going on. Um, yeah, but that was just uh, let's have the good guy win. And, uh, in, reality, in, reality, in reality, he wouldn't win, but, you know. <laughs> well, see, I knew that. I, mean, I knew world. that. Yeah. I was, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you get KFC for free for life? A couple of tweeters want to know that. No, no, I don't. That was not part of the deal. Uh, I never even considered yeah. that. Uh, but, no, I, I don't. Uh, I got paid well. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was part of the deal. And um, uh, what else? Uh, no, that was about it. No free, no free chicken for life. No, I, I can't go to the KFC down the block and get a uh, a bucket of chicken. I should, probably should have requested <laughs> that. I'm surprised Cabana did, but yeah, yeah, I am too. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you plan on being at? Uh, 
Ring of Honor's Best in the World in June because I'm going to be heading to Nashville to see that. A lot of people are asking me uh, if I'm going to be there, and uh, unfortunately there might be a scheduling conflict. I don't know. Um, they're at the fairgrounds. It's a their big return to pay-per-view, and everyone thinks it's going to be me and Steam. And, uh, you know, I, it, 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 I don't know. It's kind of 50-50 right now. Uh, it's, uh, has, it's a scheduling problem. So... Right. We'll see what happens. Uh, if I'm going to be there, I'm well, sure I'll let everybody know. I mean, you can you can tell Ring of Honor you want me to be there, and maybe that'll up their uh, ante. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure it'll be a I'm sure it'll be a hell I'm sure it'll be a hell of a show anyway. Um, it's uh, yeah, they were at the fairgrounds in January, and it was completely sold out. And uh, so this one will probably be just as crazy. But no, I'd uh, I'd like to do it, but I might I might be elsewhere. But uh, we'll see what okay. happens if uh, if people demand it. You know, if maybe maybe I'll 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 show up. Who knows? Well, I'll um, I'll see what I can do because I'd really like to see you live. Thank you, thank you. It's a whole other it's a whole other experience. And if uh, if you do end up I'm being sure. at Best in the World for Ring of Honor in June, uh, all the fans can go to prowrestlingtees.com backslash Cliff Compton and they can find your yeah. uh, line of shirts, the Death, uh, Death Proof uh, shirt and Death I know that you've got right another new... Is, yeah, De- Death Proof is, is selling like crack um, and I'm flattered. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't believe how many Death Proof shirts I've sold. Uh, I just put the Psycho one out, the Psycho theme. That one's doing mm-hmm. well. Uh, my best My best-selling shirt on that site is Cliffy Don't Surf, but with the way Death Proof is selling, because we, we did a promotion where if you buy the Death Proof shirt, you get my Death Proof DVD, which is a bunch of brutal matches from uh, OVW, How About Wrestling. So it's kind of like a promotional thing. And if you buy any of my shirts, you get a free autograph to Ring of Honor 8x10, because I'm a man of the peoples. But uh, the Death Proof shirts are, are selling like crazy, and it's, it's, it's a cool shirt, you know. I try to make my shirts where you can wear them in public and not be embarrassed. And, uh, right. you know, I think, I think it's just a, it's a shirt that you wouldn't even associate with wrestling, although it has 1859 on it, but still it's not, you know, one of those really loud, obnoxious shirts that you might get beat up if you, you know, go somewhere in public wearing it. So, uh, cool. but no, I, 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 I I'm very appreciative of people who buy the shirts. Uh, in uh, one-hour tees or pro wrestling tees is uh, as good as they get. They uh, actually just got. They have Andre, they have Macho Man, uh, and I think they just got Superfly Jimmy Snuka. So look, look for him. Coming very up. cool. Very cool. Yeah. Cliff, they wanna, ship. They wanna... ship next day. Next day they ship. So you don't have to worry. Okay. About it. Okay. Cliff, we're going to we're going to start to wrap this up. We've got another interview coming up at eight o'clock with another wrestler. Uh, what events Ooh. do you have coming up? Huh? A young kid called Who's... Jet Black, new kid on the uh, new oh. kid on the indie scene. Uh, Give him my best. I will do that. And actually, there's a funny story. I'll have to send you. Uh, I'll have to send it to you. you want? I can't say it on the air. It's too funny. Uh, yeah, it's okay. hilarious. What what, <laughs> what events do you have coming up so the fans know so they can get oh, a chance man. to see you? You're putting me on the spot. Uh, I usually I just look at my email and go, uh, 
I know I have a there's a big show coming up May twenty second, which is a Thursday. Ugh, uh in I wanna say the Chattanooga era era okay. area. We got everybody there. Not we, it's not my show. Hardy's there, uh right. all sorts of people, Crimson, uh tons of people, Rock and Roll Express. But there's one this weekend I just can't seem to place it right now, so Okay. Just go to Cliff Thompson on Twitter, and and you can find all all the information on me there. We'll put all up. Uh, we will put up your links, your social media links. We yeah. will put those up on uh, on our and, website tonight. And uh, yeah, great. Certainly, and check out cultmerch.com and grab the, the documentary. I, I guarantee you, you won't uh, be disappointed. Absolutely, Cliff. Uh, before uh, you go. Before you go, we wanted sure. to tell you thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you're a busy man. Laura knows you're a busy man. We wanted to know if we could get you to record a bump for us. Just say this is Cliff yeah. Compton. You're, you're, this is Cliff Compton. You're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, and you can go anytime you're ready, sir. Anytime? Anytime you're ready. Mm-hmm. All right. This is Cliff Compton, and you're listening to Live from the Armony. No, hold on. It's getting late. Take two. This is Cliff Compton, and you can listen. You're listening to Live from the, what is it, Armory? Like an actual Armory? Armory. Yeah, like an Armory, like a building. Oh, I thought I said something else. All right. Ready? Take six. Yes. This is Cliff Compton, and you're listening to Live from the Armory. Now I can't stop laughing. Uh, <laughs> well, why, don't, why don't we do a different? Why don't we do a different one? Uh, we'll, we'll be original. How about, how about this one? How about we'll make it easy? This is Cliff Compton. Listen to the damn show. All right. This is Cliff Compton. Listen to the damn show. It's one of the best wrestling shows out there. Thank you, Cliff, very much for being with us tonight, brother. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, the concussion must still be there because I can't remember. I can't remember bumpers. So it's okay. Don't you worry about it. All right. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you guys very much. I, I appreciate it. All right, sir. Have a good night. All right. Goodbye. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Cliff. <laughs> and there goes Cliff. Let's see here. Oh, and we're going to go right. Well, Laura, I know you. I know you're excited. But we've got to go right to this next. Let's do it. Hold on a second. Jet? Yeah. How are you, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. This is Bunkhouse Bob. On on the phone with me is uh, the lovely Laura, and you're live on the air. I want to apologize to you. We try to be as punctual as possible, but we had Cliff Compton on before you, and he was telling some stories about dollar rental cars that just couldn't be stopped. Oh, I feel pressure now. I don't have any dollar feel- rental car stories. I'm feeling it, man. It's okay. It's okay. We're easy here, brother. We're easy. Yeah. No problem. How you doing tonight? How you doing, Laura? My bad, Bob. Catching off. Okay. Okay. Oh, I wanna, I wanna, I- Jed. I wanna thank you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just wanted to ask Laura how she was feeling tonight. Okay, she's here. Oh, I'm doing just fine, Jet. How about yourself? 
I'm good. I'm good. You sound all good and stuff, all sweet, like you're wearing a thong made out of licorice right now. But on the Bob. <laughs> but on the Bob. <laughs> they don't call me Leslie for nothing, Jet. Oh, well. Goodness. <laughs> so the vapors down here in South Carolina. <laughs> you got me choked up now. I can't even talk. Jet, wanted to thank you. Uh, wanted to thank you for taking time out of your schedule uh, for being with us this evening. And again, I apologize. We were we were dragging behind a little bit. Um, and Laura was the person that actually uh, had had contacted you and, and and made the booking. And and I did uh, did a little work on it. But there's a lot of fans that may or may not be familiar with your work. So we're going to try to we're going to try this. Uh, we're going to go through the basics. Um, what promotions have you worked for? And I think a better question is, what promotions would you like to work for in the future? Oh, geez. Okay. Um, well, I'm still technically a young boy. I guess I've only been in the biz for about two years. I've uh, worked TSW, APW, all kinds of all of that. Um, Worked for Teddy Long a couple of times with uh, Rocky King's uh, promotion down there in Atlanta. Um, yeah, I think that's and a bunch of other random little pubs here and there. Right. Uh, under what I want to do, I I want to get over to like Japan and all that. I definitely want to work for Dragon Gate eventually. Um, Dragon Gate USA, PWX. That's another right. one I want to do. Rough Force. Um, Anywhere to have me, really. I will put on spandex and do things if you pay. Have me. wrestling boots will travel, right? <laughs> you better, you better believe it. You better believe it, <laughs> folks. If you're just tuning in, we have uh, indie wrestler Jet Black on the uh, in the studio with us. Our uh, phone number here is area code two one three eight one six one six zero five. Jet, who are who are the people your or, or your inspirations or, or people that you look up to in this in, in the business? Look up to. Well, I would have to say uh, my mentor, more or less, from uh, when I first started Elite Deluxe Edition of Elite um, Wrestling down here in South Carolina, Southeast. Uh, he really took me under his wing. Um, DeAndre Jackson is another one. Eric Anton. A lot of them, and a lot of my um, a lot of people that are kind of contemporaries with me, like uh, Josh Powers, being a big friend of mine, big uh, inspiration to style. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then. On to people, like people I probably never meet ever, like uh, Prince David, uh, Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, that whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just their abilities, really. Now, uh, some of those, some of those people that you've mentioned, Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, and, and others, um, have you, um, what's the word I'm looking for, adapted or, or modified or emulated your in-ring style? Uh, towards those wrestlers? Well, more or less, more or less. I um, I never really wanted to get into high-flying too much because I've just never been a flippy kind of a guy. I always admire that kind of style, like the Sabans and the Garganos because it was more technical, and that's kind of the background I come from, uh, from collegiate wrestling and uh, jiu-jitsu and all that. So I kind of wanted to uh, mimic that a little, I guess. So, yeah, I would say I kind of picked up a little bit from them. Okay. I know Laura. I know Laura's absolute, got a couple questions. Uh, that's absolutely. Well, um, 
suggest, you know, I heard about you from Mr. Sleeve, Eric Thompson. That's my man. He told me, <laughs> he said, you got to get this guy on your show. He's absolutely wonderful. He's going to be the future of this business one day. So um, <laughs> thank you for coming on. Um, and uh, th- and thanks to Sleeve for um, telling me thank about you. Please. And um, <laughs> God loves Sleeve. Um, That's my dude. <laughs> That's my dude. Shout um, out to Sleeves. Am I allowed to do that? Am I allowed sure. to shout people out? Okay, well, yeah, shout out to Sleeves. My dude. As you were. <laughs> well, how did you get started in wrestling? Well, I got started in wrestling um, I was right out of freshman year in college. I was wrestling for a... Uh, Methodist College, I think I'm going to leave it unnamed because, I don't know. But, yeah, I was wrestling for a Methodist College, and uh, the season was about to start. And basically I had a bunch of disputes with the coach. So it's kind of like, well, shit, what am I supposed to do with my time now? And it just so happened that it was uh, the APW is, like, right down the street. So I went in there and said, what's up? And here I am today. If it wasn't for my, shy, my, my shady college wrestling coach, I wouldn't be here. Things have a way of working out, don't they? They do. They really do. They do. Um, and well, who and you know, I you, well, I guess APW. You train there. Who exactly uh, trained you in in APW? Yeah, it would be it would be a majority of my training came from Elite. That's that's the guy that uh, put a hand on me, and. Uh, Besides him, it would be Eric Anton, and then after that, it would be um, DeAndre Jackson. They really, they really uh, showed me the ropes by kicking the, the shit out of me a couple of good times. <laughs> so that's how I, how I learned. So, so yeah, that's about. That'll be about my training, for the most part. Now, Jed, do you do you watch uh, WWE or TNA? Uh, do you watch any televised wrestling? Oh sure, whatever. Uh, whatever I get a chance, like I don't like stress it. But I do. I do like to watch the watch the big feds every now and again just to see what's going on. And they're, they're, no matter what anybody really says, those are some of the best performers uh, in wrestling. Regardless of how watered uh, down or dumbed down people think their styles are or whatever, they still have the Tremendous ability, so I try to peek in every now and again and get a little bit of get a little bit of knowledge. What's your What's your overall thought on 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 their production or or how they operate? What What do you think of What do you think of the of the product that's on TV right now? Well, I mean, the product on TV it, it has to be uh, more broad because it has a broader audience, so it can't be too. Uh, too uh, obscure like Chikara or too fast-paced like Dragon Gate or something like that has to be able to reach a lot of people, and that's that's what it is. So that's what you get when you have to grab a bunch of people. Um, personally, I I don't really see much problem with it. I know what I prefer to watch, and usually it may or may not be what's on the tube, but right. I have a problem with it. I eventually want to get there one day and uh, have my black ass all up on the TV. But <laughs> I hear you. That's coming. So, well, now I know that you know with I know that Directv and Dish, 
uh, WWE has stopped uh, using them to, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking, distribute their pay-per-view products. Uh, the launch of the WWE Network, you know, has changed the way that people can access pay-per-views. How do you think that indie wrestling can adapt to compete with that, or can they at all? Uh, I really, for them, uh, ooh, that's a good one. I don't really know. I don't really think they should be trying to compete with the the pay per view buzz that that uh, WWE has and can produce, and the way that they're doing things. I think, honestly, the allure of an indie show is the live show. That's what should be the focus. That should be what's driving uh, the show, the the in ring product every week or whenever you run your shows, instead of what you can put on TV to compete. Because I mean, let's be let's be honest. There is slim to no chance of any indie fed that can just David and Goliath, the WWE. That's not going to happen. So just kind of, you know, play your part, if you get what I'm saying. You know, what do you... People, right. Well, what do you think, then, of of Ring of Honor, then jumping into the to the mix now in, in June? They're going to start uh, offering their events on pay-per-view. And I, I know one of the big criticisms of, of Ring of Honor for the longest time was is, you know, the iPay-per-views were terrible as far as, you know, people trying to access, you know, the streams, this, that, and the other, you know, or, or buying them and the streams being terrible. What do you think of their going into the to the pay-per-view market? Do you think the time is right for them? Oh, um, I would like to see. I'm very curious myself. I think it might be because of not so much the – them trying to be opportunistic, but the just like you said, the iPay-per-views uh, being kind of, you know, what they were. So I'm kind of curious right. to see how it works. I, I'm, I'm optimistic about it. Like, to me, wrestling is wrestling. It's all good. So it would be awesome right. to see right. them uh, doing numbers. But okay. oh, I'm curious. Who has uh, – you're, you're, yeah, I'm, I'm as curious as well. I'm one of the – I, I like Ring of Honor. I like the style of wrestling. I like the, I like the talent that they have there. I, I like the matches. Uh, the, the commentary is solid. You know, the, the biggest complaint that I ever had was is that, you know, trying to watch an eye pay per view was like watching a study uh, in slow motion. You know, I mean, it, it just didn't work <laughs> out for them. You know, so uh, who who has been your uh, your toughest opponent to date, Jet? Toughest opponent to date, like as far as like working with or like toughness, just or just in general. Uh, you can break it down any way you want to. Um, whether whether it's you know working with in the ring or or just in 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 overall in wrestling. Uh, that's the, I, I don't know. I've really had a lot of good opponents. Um, nobody's been too stiff. I kind of like it tight, you know. Uh, but. Let me think. Who's my toughest opponent to date? I can't really think of it. I could get metaphysical on you and just be like, my, my toughest opponent is myself because that's a true story. All kinds of thoughts in my head before I wrestle and while I'm wrestling. But um, I think that's a cop-out, so I'm not going to do that. But um, my favorite, my toughest opponent to date wrestling-wise, I think that would probably be me and either Sleeve or Josh Powers because – not because they're, like, stiff or tough to work with or anything like that. It's because we've worked each other so much that we try to, like, top it every mm-hmm. time. Like, I mean, well, that's what I'm trying to do. But, but then we know each other so well that we can just 
get in there and try to go in. So it's one of those two. Do you? I just came off of a good match with Sleeves, by the way. Where 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 did where was that match? That was at TSW. Okay. That was Grand Saturday. Trans South, yes, ma'am. Me and Sleeves in the building. <laughs> Do you do you jet do you have if somebody's uh, if the promotion is filming it uh, or or somebody has is videoing it for you do you go back and critique your own matches I know you said just a minute ago that you thought you may be your own toughest opponent do you go back and and, and look at your matches and critique your own stuff Oh Jesus yes Oh man you understand like I do this it's bad I think I had a problem like, I, don't ever. Don't ever look at my Google like search history, cause I search myself and like YouTube so much just to see what I'm doing. Cause, dude, like I sometimes I am just destroying myself. Like I can like feel one of my matches for like five seconds. I'm like, oh man, I did okay. And then the very next second, I'm like, I should not ever do that again. <laughs> I am terrible. <laughs> Well, you know, most we can be our own toughest critic, correct? Yeah, that's how it goes, man. Progress. You gotta push yourself to get better, and uh, hopefully, that's what I'm doing. Or drive good. myself crazy. Very good. Well, you know, you were talking about Dragon Gate and Evolve, and I happen to watch a lot of that. And um, oh. I think I would love to see a match between either you and Rich Swan or you and Ar Fox. I think that. Those two matches right there would be money. That would be awesome. I just, I would need to train. That's what I like to do. I like to train, period. But I don't have to train for those, like, religiously for, like, a week or two because they can, they can flip like it's nobody's business. And I'm all technical and <laughs> map-based or whatever. But that's not, that's, that's, I, I'm a, if I ever get a chance to wear one of those two guys, I am going to die in the ring because, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all the way in. That would be a dream. They ever put me in a three-way with those two, I would explode. <laughs> I would explode. Wrestler explodes in three-way match. Film at eleven. Spontaneous combust. Knew that you're right. <laughs> well, here's a question for you, Jet. A lot of fans have been asking us to ask this question of our guests, and you're the okay. first one. Right. So, um, how, how hard has wrestling been on your personal relationships outside the ring? Ooh, ooh, that was, I got right up in there. Um, that, that is, uh, <laughs> that's a good, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm still, I still consider myself a rookie or a young boy because I've only been pro wrestling two years, but I've been like wrestling and doing jujitsu, like, like freestyling, Greco and stuff since, like, sophomore year in high school. So I've always been, like, kind of, you know, either always in the gym or always, um, you know, somewhere. I'm never at the party. I'm never doing you. So it's not that new to me, but it has kind of, it does kind of, you know, you do kind of have to make that your first wife, you feel me? Because it's like uh, I want to give this all the time it deserves in order to be successful, and that sometimes means I have to take away time from loved ones or whatever, but you know, that's I guess that's kind of like the the price you pay, more or less. I'm, I'm probably not the best at it because I haven't figured out how to balance the two worlds yet. But it does kind of it do kind of intersect sometimes. 
I have not partied in years. Oh. <laughs> so, there you go. Well, our our good friend George Coles has asked me to ask you a question. And um, what would you think about having a uh, Matt Pinky Sanchez? Oh, it's not Pinky. I was watching him on Beyond Wrestling the other day. That would be awesome. I have <laughs> no idea how to be as weird as him. But it will be fun. I would love to book me with Pinky Sanchez. We would turn the house down. I love it. Other style. I love him. Um, <laughs> since Chikara, that oh man, right. that would be great. And he's kind of little like me, so I can lift him and do stuff. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome match. Well, speaking of you know, you're, you've been talking about you know preparing. You know, if you ever got the shot, you know. Um, what, do you have any pre-match rituals? Do you, you know, tape your left hand first and tape your right hand, you know, anything like that? Um, well, on the, on the days that I know I have shows or I'm booked or something, I always have to hit the gym, like, first thing before I do anything. I go get some kind of a workout in. Um, then getting into the show, I got to do, you know, all that visualization stuff and all that. That's kind of like an internal thing. Um, usually, you usually catch me joking around and stuff, kind of trying to loosen up. But uh, I, I do take it very seriously. I guess the the ritual part of what I do before I go wrestle would be that I have to have to say a couple of prayers. Like, whenever, whenever the spirit moves, I have to say a prayer. And then before I go out um, to do my thing, I have to say a prayer. And I always... Uh, Whenever I can, um, write some some nice little uh, sweet nothings on my left hand. So if I ever, you know, I always know. But I guess that's that's my little ritual. That's interesting. Of... You write sweet nothings on your left hand. I do. I write. Isn't that? Well, see, okay. I probably should have picked my words a little better. Cause it, Cause it sounds like some crazy stuff. Like I got some some nastiness on my, but it's not that. It's it's like no, no it's I, like I, I, that's not what I was thinking at, at no. all. I was just I was I just curious it. as to what the sweet nothings were. I heard it in your voice. You thinking I'm writing some crap? No, no. Okay. I um. <laughs> <laughs> all work and no play makes Jed a doll boy. Nothing like. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Getting real, yeah. getting real naughty to myself. Yeah. With old Pamela Henderson. But no, I um, I usually it's it's something simple and to the point. Something that I could like, something that's not. I guess I guess well, I guess it sounds cliched now, but I usually just think it up then and write it. Like not too long ago, the thing that I was writing on my left hand all the time was "Be great because God is with you," and I'd always have that on my left hand, and I would always go in to do battle and stuff with that. Usually I'll be doing pretty all right in the ring. So I guess it's the ritual works. So. Well, I think as far as anything you could write on your hand, I I don't think you could probably do any better than that. Well, thanks. If Folks, if, if, if you're just out there, not... go ahead. Go ahead, Jet. No, no, I was going to say something uh, unprofessional. Go ahead and uh, do your thing, <laughs> man. Right. Yeah, folks, if you're just now joining us, uh, Jet Black, Indie Wrestling Sensation is uh, on the line with us. Our phone number is 213-816-1605, and and the the phone lines are already lit up. We're going to take this call right here. 
864, you're on with Jet Black. Jet Black, what's up, brother? What's good? Is that Slee, bro? <laughs> yes, it is. Of course it's Slee. Slee calls the show every damn week. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, do that is my man right there. You're doing the damn thing on the radio tonight. I am trying, man. It is. I am. I thought they put me behind Cliff Thompson. Could you believe that? I have. I am hey, not 1850 anything. Hey, you're doing it. You're doing it big though. You know why? Because well, well, one, you got some interesting stories you haven't told about how you were mini Cedric Alexander. Okay. See. There are some things that we keep to ourselves, Eric. Okay. <laughs> I want to hear. All right. So it's kind of like a joke now that I'm trying to get going. Because I, I am black. You, Everybody knows this, I guess. Um, black guy. I'm a black guy. And I like to look up to other black people from time to time. And, as far as I'm concerned, on the Southeast, Cedric Alexander is that dude. He is, as we say in, well, I'm not going to say that because I don't know, but he's, he's that dude. I look up to him a lot. I even, uh, it, was, it was unintentional, Eric, it was unintentional, but I had a mohawk when he did and all that good stuff. So I guess the joke was I was like a scrawny little mini Cedric Alexander, and I was like, next time, if I was to ever see Cedric Alexander, Alexander, I would claim him as my illegitimate stepfather. And then he showed up at PSW. And I, it was like that. It was like that. I was like, say, let's do, let's do, the, let's do the, uh, the Petey Williams in uh, Scott Steiner gimmick. I can be many said, and we can make it happen. And he was like, nah. So, like, uh, it's happening. I'm putting him down. He's going on my taxes or something. Like, he's gonna be like, I'm going to make it legal. <laughs> Well, see, see, Jet, you're part of you're part of an exclusive club now because you've been on the show, and Cedric Alexander's been on the show. So, you know. Oh, where? I'm, yeah, I'm catching him. I'm up on him. You're on catching up on him. Absolutely. Man, I, sometimes I just don't know. See, I feel because like now people are gonna think like I'm like I got like a Cedric Alexander shrine in my closet. <laughs> you do. Is that? <laughs> you know, you're, whatever you're you not, do behind closed doors, Jet, is your business. See, well, no. you're not. Don't you're not it. planning. You're not planning on bringing out a shirt that says "Shin Kick to Kill," are you? Oh shit! <laughs> oh snap! That would be brilliant. There you Wait, go. Were they at the W this past week when that was brought up? Oh, that was brother. That is brilliant. I I think it's fate that I have to do it now. That that has to happen. <laughs> See, I don't Jet, uh, I got a I got a question for you. And Eric, we've asked this question to Eric too, and Eric, Eric can chime in if he wants to, because Eric's shit. I don't know. He's like third mic around here anymore. Uh, do you do you, you think that so? Do you think social media has helped or hurt wrestling, in your opinion? Uh, I think it depends on how you use it. It's a tool like anything else. I personally, I'm not on social media like I should be, I guess, because it's just not my thing. It's weird to me. But because um, I think I got like I got a Twitter not too like a year ago. I only did like five tweets, so I think I'm losing a Twitter. But social media, it just depends. Like I said, it's a tool. It depends on how you use it. Um, 
because uh, like the older school people tell me, you know, that's I was killing kayfabe and everything, blah blah blah, and all that good stuff. And some of the newer school people like it's it's how you connect, you know, and that's kind of the direction the world is moving in. One, but I feel like as long as you can use it how you see fit, manipulate it the right way, then it it can work for you good, or you can can f you up real bad. Right. Because I mean. Right. It is what it is. Do uh, what what uh, what upcoming events do you have, Jet, so that folks can come out and see you wrestle and and, and get to know who Jet Black is? Well, I got the, another Trans South, another installment of that uh, Mighty Saga, which I will probably be working, Eric, uh, in some degree. That is next month. I have a show coming up Saturday. And I forgot. Wait, I know, I know it. It's coming to me. You put All me right. on the spot. It, it scared yeah. me. It scared me. That's what we have to do. That's our job. If you startle me, it'll come to me. <laughs> but I'm startled you. Startled I'm hilariously you. underbooked right now, so it's whatever. Well, that's why we're trying to get. We're trying to get your name out there. Please do. I will work the shit out of a show. I will. It'll be awesome. Not too long on horn or anything, but, you know, I get it done. Ask Eric. Kick them in the face. Much times. There you go. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we know that you've got Trans South coming up. And if people do want to connect with you, like on, on Facebook or anything, they can find you. We'll put, a, put your link up tonight uh, at right. Jet Black. And you had said that you had a Twitter, but you didn't know uh, whether or not uh, it was still active. It's there. It's doing stuff, I guess. It's um, at Super Mega Black. Hit that up. I will try to tweet, I guess, if that's what you call it. Um, okay. If you can't find me on that Facebook. Yeah, that's what you that call Twitter. it, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'm halfway there, right? All right. Yeah, uh, very cool. Very cool. If you can't cool. find me on that all right, Twitter, um, check Cedric Alexander's closet. I will be in there stalking him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. God. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> ah, I don't Lord. mean it. I don't mean it. Oh, God, I don't mean it. Don't call the police. <laughs> I hear you. Jet, I want, to, uh, I want to thank you for taking the time out to be with us tonight and uh, get, letting us thank get to you. know you a little bit better and, and trying to get uh, trying to get your name out because uh, we are about indie wrestling here at live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Before we let you go, would you be able to uh, record a little bump for us and just say, "This is Jet Black. You're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show." And you can go uh, whenever you're ready. Do, should I should I be like all professional with it, or should I do like a mixtape? <laughs> well, you, want, you know. Like, we well we we do a mixtape, but my DJ skills are kind of lacking. So if you could do it straight <laughs> up, it'd be better. Straight up. All right. Uh, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. <clears throat> yeah. This is Jet Black, and you're listening to Live from the Armory, the best fucking wrestling podcast in the history of wrestling podcasts. Is that? Thank you. How's that? I got it. I got it. Thank That's you very awesome. much, Jet. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Keep we up appreciate work. your time. All right, sir. All right, now. Thank, Thank you, Jed. Have a good night. 
Peace, guys. All right. There goes Jet. Wow. I'll tell you, what a whirlwind. (laughs) What a whirlwind. We went from dollar rental cars. We went from dollar rental cars to Cedric Alexander shrines. You never know what you're going to hear on this show, folks. That's why I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words. Rarely am I at a loss for words. You, You folks know me by now. But when we go from dollar rental cars has nothing for you to shin kick to kill, you know that you've heard just about everything that you can hear in indie wrestling, courtesy of Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. Wow. That's what we're here for. Yeah, that's what we're we're here here for. We're here to help people. You know what? Here's the... And I know, and a lot of folks don't know this, and you can hear me rustle in the papers. You know, we, we're, uh, while, while we're doing the show, Laura is always so good to try to get tweets out and Facebook posts, and I've got my phone out. People were sending me messages. I got some weird call coming in from New Orleans. I have no idea who it is. It, it could be anybody. Let's, let's hear I, I, it. Well, no, I mean, it was, on, it was on my own personal phone. I have no idea who's calling me from oh. New Orleans. So after we get in off the show, I figure it's one of two things. We've either done something really great or I've pissed somebody off, one of the two. So, Well, knowing, uh, knowing you, I'd say it's probably the latter. Really, Laura? I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> what have I said tonight that's offended anybody? I haven't said anything. I, well, you could have said something anybody. weeks ago that offended that's people. True. You're all the time digging at poor old Caleb. Well, uh, don't get me started on Caleb Conley. That's why I put Eric on mute. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have him coming on our show. It's bad enough that I have to deal with you. It's another thing to have to deal with somebody else barking in my ear about Caleb Conley. Um, we're going to run down some indie events, but before we do that. Um, there is a show that somebody has uh, wanted me to mention, and I, and I apologize. I do not have all of the information, uh, but I'm sure that I will get it in because this person is listening to the show. Um, there is an LXW show, and it's going to be on iPay-Per-View. And one of our friends, Hardcore Terry F. in Houston, uh, is going to be in a death match in that show and I'm waiting to get some more information on it. Um, so as soon as I do, we'll try to get the, the, the full card, or I'll at least try to get uh, the date and uh, location, uh, some other stuff, uh, and try to get it out to you tonight. But um, I, I did want to mention... I Lexington, North Carolina, I okay. believe. He and I okay. were talking about that Friday night. Okay. All right. We can, we can do that. We'll, we'll, get it, we'll get it plugged. Don't worry. We'll... We, you know, we had we had Big Donnie on. I wish I wish I could have kept Big Donnie on a little bit longer. And and Big Donnie, if you're still listening or, or you check out the download on this, there was some terrible noise on the other end of your phone. So uh, if it sounded like I was trying to interrupt you, I really wasn't. I it just your phone started to cut out, and I don't know if Cliff could hear you or not. But we're we're trying to get that match booked for you. So uh, 
folks had asked me, I know Laura had sent some messages out, and I had some other people, you know, it's funny. You know, I find this, I, I find this odd, and I find it funny. I go on a rant last week. You know, I take up the back half of the show, 20 minutes, going on giving folks legitimate reinforcement to the obvious about the state right. of, of different things. Some people want to call it, you know, some people call it a pipe bomb. I call it a rant. Whatever you want to call it, you can call it a commentary, however you want to, however you want to word it. Uh, to be honest, I received nothing but positive feedback from the comments. And here's the crazy thing. This is the part that I found funny. After I went on my rant and after it got put out on social media, I started noticing other shows putting out the exact same material. Uh So, you know, uh, but they were just rewording a little bit. They were calling them fair weather fans, you know, this, that, and the other, you know, complaining about people, you know, not supporting, you know, not being supportive. You know, all the things that I listed last week were just rehashed by other shows. So what that tells me is is that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery or my legacy is starting to take hold. You guys can pick. But everything I that I, I told you, I, pick. I, I think so too. Everything that I, that I told you last week was from the heart, you know, Laura. Laura looked it over before I. I'll, I'll even I'll pull the curtain back behind of it, folks. Laura knew what I was going to say days before the show went on air. Yes. So, you know, if you're listening to the show and you need some ideas, you can tweet me and I'll give you an idea to help you out. You don't have to copy me. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. So, and I just got another message in. Hold on here. Trying to get this pulled up. Here it is. Uh, The LXW show, YBW Arena, Jasper, Tennessee. uh, Jasper, Tennessee. Saturday, Saturday, July 26th, bell time, 8 o'clock. Tickets, $8. Tickets available, www.lxwrestling.com. You can also watch it on iPay-Per-View on www.nlive.com. They are the leader in pro wrestling iPay-Per-Views. We've talked about them before. Uh, All of their uh, iPay-Per-Views are uh, shot with HD cameras, so the quality of the iPay-Per-View is tremendous. Uh, Eleven huge matches have already been signed. Uh, There is a six-man tag team barbed wire rope, barbed wire table, barbed wire door, light tube bundle of joy death match. Uh, and I can't read all this. I'm, I see Johnny Rare, Freak Show, Acid versus The Sickness, Spider Boudreaux, Suicidal Beast Bryant Woods, and Hardcore Terry Houston. We'll have more, we'll have more info on this. Uh, obviously, as the date gets closer, it's out in July. But uh, big news. For Hardcore Terry F. in Houston, one of the members of the Burke County Boys, which I'm an honorary member of, uh, being on iPay-Per-View. So, Laura, why don't you uh, tell the folks about some of the events that are coming up? We've got Evolve 29, 
Friday, May 9th, bell times 8 p.m. at the Queensboro Elks Lodge in Elmhurst, New York. It's going to be available on uh, www.nlive.com. Scheduled to appear, A.R. Fox, the Uha Nation, Anthony Neese, Trent Beretta, Drew Gulak, Johnny Gargano, Caleb Conley, my uh-huh. favorite new tag team, the Bravado Brothers, Fire Ant and Green Ant and many others. We've also got Evolve 30, which is Saturday, May 10th, next day, 8 p.m. bell time at the Brooklyn Lyceum. You do it to me every time. i got to look that up from now on. Brooklyn, New mm-hmm. York, same uh, web address. Most, if not all, the folks on the night before are scheduled for the card as well. But you can check all that info out at www.dgustv.com. USATV.com, sorry. Very good. NWA Smoky Mountain, Friday, May 9th, 8 p.m. bell time, Cherokee High School, Rogersville, Tennessee, scheduled to appear. Uh, Jax Dane, Chris Richards, Chase Owens, Cody Blade, uh, former show guest Jesse Bell will be on that card, Air America, and others. You can find out all the card information for Smoky Mountain Wrestling at www.nwasmokymountain.com. And we've got Bob's good friend, not mine, Matt Hardy, uh, involved in Omega Championship Wrestling, Friday, May 9th, 7.30 bell time, Royal Palace Theater in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, scheduled to appear. Matt Hardy, is it Kay Hoggins? Why do you get me this? Ugh. CNC Wrestle Factory, Christian York, Adam Page, and more. You can find out more information at www.omegalives.com. Uh, Vendetta Pro Wrestling, uh, this one was a little bit hard to nail down. Vendetta Pro Wrestling will be at the Pop Stuff Expo Saturday, May 10th, Sunday, May 11th, uh, in Ventura, California, for all our fans out on the left coast. And I know that we've picked up a few. want to give a huge shout-out to our California fans. Thank you very much for following us, and thank you very much for your support. Uh, info for this uh, Vendetta kind of updates almost at the last minute. Uh, you can find out their information, www.vendettaprowrestling.com. We have the Carolina Wrestling Showcase, Saturday, May 10th, 7.30 bell time, at the Eastside Community Center in Asheboro, North Carolina, scheduled to appear Scotty Matthews. Previous guest on our show, Seymour Snot, Ronnie Nicole, our guests from last week, Dynamite Diva, Michelle Wilkins, Rob Killjoy, and more. Continental Wrestling Federation presents Maximum Force. This is Saturday, May 10th, 6 p.m. bell time. <clears throat> Excuse me. From the U.S. Century Bank Arena in Miami, Florida. Uh, folks, this is a huge card, a huge card. Matt Hardy, Sanjay Dutt, Carlito, John Morrison, Chris Masters, uh, former show guest Luke Hawks, Robbie E., and others. Uh, what I've ran down for you does not do the card justice. You can find out all the information, including ticket sales for this, at cwfcontinental.com. Again, that's on Saturday, May the 10th, Miami, Florida. 
And we've got CZW Proving Ground and WSU Queen and King of the Ring. It's a double show on this Saturday, May 10th. Bell time is 4 p.m. at the Flyer Skate Zone in Voorhees, New Jersey. It's available on iPay-Per-View at CZWIPPV.com. There are too many pairings to list here, so here's a brief rundown of who is scheduled to appear. Lucisto, Athena, Barbie Hayden, Nevaeh, Sassy Steph, DJ Hyde, Joy Ryan, which if you guys uh, can be there, I'd go see Joy Ryan. He's not on this side of the Mississippi very much. JT Dunn, Shelly Martinez, Drew Gulak, Candice LeRae, Jules Malone, Kimberly, and many others. All the infos at www.czwczwrestling.com. Ring of Honor presents Border Wars. This is Saturday, May the 10th, Ted Reeve Arena in Toronto, Canada, 7.30 bell time. This is a cross-promotional event with New Japan, and this card is just stacked. Uh, many of these matches are uh, IWGP championship matches or have title implications associated with them. Speaking of which, AJ Styles, if you hadn't been on social media the last week, uh, AJ Styles won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, beating Okada in Japan on May the 3rd. So things are really heating up for them going into these next shows. Oh, yeah. Uh, Scheduled to appear for Ring of Honor, the Bullet Club of Styles and Anderson, Okada, Gato, Michael Elgin, Forever Hooligans, Kushida, Alex Shelley, the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, Kevin Steen, Jay Lethal, the Briscoes, Cedric Alexander, former show guest, and many more. Uh, info is at www.rohwrestling.com. And I did see on Jim Ross's Twitter feed, he posted a link to view this on pay-per-view as well as the War of the World show. Uh, and it was also verified by Ring of Honor. The, the the site for this stream, and I don't know the I don't know the ins and outs of particulars of it, but it's listed as US U. I'm sorry, let me let me slow down. Ustream.tv backslash Ring of Honor. So you're going to have to go to the site ahead of time to find out how they work. I personally have not heard of them, but you can allegedly be able to view this and the War of the Worlds show on Ustream.tv backslash Ring of Honor. That's pretty dang awesome. Those are some big... Those um, The two shows that they've got coming up, this Border Wars and the War of the Worlds, are going to be leading up, obviously, to the best in the world pay-per-view. Uh, I, I expect these two shows to be really huge. With AJ Styles winning... The IWGP Championship, uh, and him being affiliated with Ring of Honor now, uh, this is Ring of Honor is about ready to take off. So you know, people have been, you know, wanting a national TV right. deal. I think that I think they're going to wait to see what kind of numbers come in for the pay-per-views, and I, I honestly feel that they are going to move ahead of TNA, uh, and they're going to find a time slot, and they're going to pro- find a provider to go national, and if they do, they will move into number two. Easily. I mean, they have uh, – I don't want to shit on TNA because everybody shits on TNA, but ROH has a much better in-ring product than um, 
than TNA does right now. And you just can't go wrong with people like the Briscoes and you've got, you know, Okada and Gato. I mean, you, everything with New Japan, you, you just can't. You can't go wrong. And yeah. speaking of that, uh, Mr. George Coles just told me this Ustream.tv is a uh, link where you can also see New Japan wrestling in the U.S. Uh, okay. Okay. Not only can you see the Ring of Honor uh, stuff, you can see New Japan. So New that's Japan. something that I didn't even know. And this uh, pairing between yeah, this, this, inter, this interpromotional thing is huge. It, it, it's 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 bigger than what really I think is. some people realize. So, yep, I, I think you're exactly right, and I think it's. I think it may be not that Japan hasn't had a, a lot of stars over here because they have, but I think this might be the actual push that they need, you know, to make some J- Japanese stars mainstream and household names over here. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, I've got a couple of things to report on. Uh, first, I want to talk about XWW. I want to give a shout-out to my good friend, Johnny Smalls. Love you, Johnny. Uh, I want to talk about XWW, Love, Hate, and Tragedy, Sunday, May 11th, which is on Mother's Day, and all mothers get in free that day. Uh, the doors will open at 7 p.m. It's at Kate's Skating Rink in Indian Trail, North Carolina. I have a few... Um, matches on here. Uh, our good friend and guy that was just on here, uh, Mr. Sleeve, makes his XWW debut. He will be wrestling Angry Panda. Our good friend uh, Terry Houston will also be on the card, and he'll be wrestling Colt 45. Also scheduled to appear are The Stro. Um, we've got Robert Big Country Ordway, which I finally got to meet Friday night. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got Zane Riley. Um, we've got Justin Fireball, who is the XWW Hardcore Champ. Go out and support XWW at Indian Trail, North Carolina, on Mother's Day. Take mom. She's been free. Can't beat that. Um, Very cool. I want to give a shout-out to HCWA Wrestling. They have a card May 10th at 7.30 p.m. at the Wentworth Armory in Reedsville, North Carolina, the HCWA Champ. Johnny Roxville will be there. Um, they have a Facebook page. You can look it up at HCWA Wrestling for more info. Just wanted to give my buddy Tim Cole a shout-out for giving our show a shout-out on their show last night. So just kind cool. of shouting back and forth. Um, I want to talk about – I know we are winding down here, but I want to talk about the grindhouse that I went to Friday night. Yes, I saw uh, saw several photos posted by a bunch of different individuals. So I'm uh, I would like to hear about this. <laughs> I had the best time ever, Bob. I saw cool. burlesque show. I saw a bunch of bands. I saw some wrestling that I absolutely loved. It was Justin Fireball's thirtieth uh, birthday, so he threw a big party of wrestling and burlesque and music things that he loves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wrestling was wonderful. Uh, he and Sleaze, as the Sleaze Kings, uh, with the lovely Jordan, came out and wrestled the Donnies, which was a fun match that um, <laughs> ended up with Fireball giving everybody tacos, and they all ate tacos and got ca- counted out. 
so um, <laughs> there was girls there. Everybody was drinking beer. Sleeves had a kissing booth. I saw um, that. Oh. Yes. Me and my fellow voluptuous vixen, Josie Morgan, got in on the action there. Uh, very interesting. I even got a kiss from Justin as he was going to the ring. That was uh, that was surprising, but it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, right, there was a Miss Grindhouse contest. Uh, Real Nessity controversy won this. Um, she won Miss Grindhouse. You can find her on Facebook. Um, if you have any problems finding her, you can go to Fireball's page, and she's a friend of his. Um, <laughs> Pandora Von Kit was used as a weapon in the Hell on Speed match between uh, Mike Levy and Justin uh, <laughs> Fireball. Um, and what was the? I know the that match. we were. We, I know we were curious about this. What was the, the stipulation, or what was this Hell on Speed deal? Uh, there was like weapons everywhere. See, unfortunately, I had to leave because I had a commitment that Saturday morning that I couldn't stay the whole entire time. Charlotte's mm-hmm. about a three-hour drive for me, so I got home yeah. about two o'clock from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I missed the voodoo doll on a pole match between uh, I think it was Trey Chaos and Mosi, and um, I missed the Hell on Speed match. But I think it was just like I know that he that uh, Fireball stabbed uh, Mike Levy with a fork. They used a girl. Uh, they used uh, Pandora Von Kit as a weapon. She gave uh, Fireball a lap dance in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a a loser gets loser gets caned match uh, where uh, Josie, myself, and our good friend Crystal uh, made our uh, ring debuts as valets as we helped sleeze off with his robe and helped put baby oil on him, which is uh-huh. all documented on Facebook. Um, right. And uh, for Sleeze's match against Terry Houston. And uh, Terry's girlfriend, Crystal, hey, Crystal, uh, made her debut as Terry's manager. And she did a fine and fantastic job. Unfortunately, at the end of the match, she got a PBR port over her head for her efforts. Uh, and who, uh, who, would, who would have done such a thing like that? Who would pour PBR be, over uh, a defenseless woman's this, uh, head? Uh, this guy did. That guy. <laughs> now, now, Eric, coalition. Well, I, that that's the question I had for you, Sleaze, was is that I, I saw you put up a, a picture, uh, I think it was either the, later that night or probably the next day, uh, on Facebook, and what were those marks on your back? Uh, let's just say that I... Uh, I was cheated by uh, Mr. Terry Houston. Uh, I never, everybody was there, Laura saw. I did not hit him with the kendo stick. Uh, the ref turned around. I had the kendo stick where he threw the kendo stick to me. And I was forced to uh, take a cane shot after this man who put five up in the air. We both said $5 wrestling. He, he goes to grab my hand and throws me over the ropes and gives me one hell of a kendo stick shot. At this point, I try to run. And a bunch of a-holes grabbed me and threw me back in the ring. Ah. So what's, what's the Which consisted of Fireball and Lil Donnie. Yeah. And, well, ah. what's, what's this lazy guy going to do but offer a redneck a beer? And that's what I did. I gave him a beer, and I, and I talked my way out of uh, getting more kendo stick shots. Now, it's not my fault that his 
manager, Crystal, happened to put her hands on me during the match, so I put my hands on her boobs, which was oh. amazing. Yeah, and never give this man a nurple, uh, purple nurple, because you'll get him back. But that's beside the point. So after she put her hands on this gorgeous body, I decided that I had had enough beer for the night, and I went ahead and dumped half of a 40-ounce over her head. Oh, please. And then I hit well. Terry Houston in the head and took the hell off. And took the hell off. I, I think that... He did. I think that I busted him wide open. I busted the hardcore guy open. Well, he did. I'm thinking that uh, at some point in time, in the future, that this won't be forgotten or forgiven. It, it, it should be. It should be forgiven. It should be forgiven. Oh yes. Yeah, because yes. Terry Houston's called Terry F in Houston because the F stands for forgiveness. Yes, forgiveness. Forgiveness. And and Bob, I already made a deal that you would take all my kendo stick shots from now on. Uh, I find the who made who 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 uh, who parlayed this deal? Was it Laura? uh, You know your your name's on the contract. Uh, I'm sorry about it, but your name's on the contract for the kendo stick shots. Maybe you should read the fine print. Lord. It wasn't a birthday card you were signing. What, a, what do I get myself into, Laura? You're supposed to be, you're supposed to be helping me with this stuff. I can't, I can't read everything that comes into me. You said you sent, you, you, you send me stuff and you put now, post-it notes on it and just say sign here, X here, sign here, X there, and now I've signed on for something that I didn't ask well, for, nor do I, I mean, want. Now, now I've got kendo stick shots coming. You really, you really think she's you, on your, your side? This lady put her tongue in my mouth. You know what? The name Bunkhouse Bob, <laughs> I know it, it garners all kinds of things to a person's imagination. You know, I'm, I'm a corporate cowboy. That's what I am. I am the voice of reason. I am the hope of the hopeless. So if that means uh-huh. that I have to take kendo stick shots in order to save this show, then that's what I do. All right. Be sure not to turn around. Yeah, yeah, I, I shall not. Maybe what I really ought to do is is that I ought to have uh, Laura be my proxy is what I ought to do. So Justin's Fireball's birthday bash, a complete success. You had a great time. Yes, it was. Very I good. gave him some yoo-hoo for his birthday. So, yeah, I mean, it was all good. I got kissing, Very. so, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm happy. Can't ask for more than that. Can't ask for more than that. No, I cannot ask for more than that. Nope. It's been an exciting show. It's been a show for the ages. It's been a a show for the immortals, if you will. It was great to have Cliff Compton on with us, and it was also great to have Jet Black. And most of all, most of all, it was it was great great to have you, the fan, the listener, joining us wherever you may be at, wherever if you're listening live, or if you down this uh, download this episode. Uh, later on iTunes or if you pick it up off of Blog Talk Radio. Laura and I certainly appreciate your support. Uh, we are very, very thankful for uh, for everything that uh, that you have done for us, uh, and, and we appreciate it. Uh, coming up next week, I can't wait for this for more than the more than obvious reasons. I, I can imagine. 
sometimes, folks, in order to get what you want, you have to do things that you've never done. And the quickest way that I've found to get to somebody is that you get to them through their heart, through other people. And maybe that's what I'll do next week when our guest, Amanda Rodriguez, joins us on Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, or I will be a perfect gentleman. I haven't made up my mind yet. So, Caleb Conley, I know you listen to this show. Guess what, bub? You might want to tune in next week. You just might want to. You're not. Laura, do you have anything? You're not. I'm not going to let you. What? Um, I just, I, you heard me. Amanda is very nice. She's been super nice to me at the PWX shows. So, And you're going to be nice, too. So I just want to say thank you to everybody for uh, tuning in and downloading us and talking about us on um, uh, Facebook and Twitter and, you know, wherever else. And I just want to say uh, thanks to Fireball for such a great evening Friday night. I can't wait. The next one is in July. It's July 11th. We'll have more about it in the upcoming weeks. So that's all I got, Bob. Very good, very good. Folks, thank you very much for being with us tonight. We're here every Wednesday night on Blog Talk Radio, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And again, remember, there is never a bad seat here at the Armory. We'll see you next week. Good night, folks. See ya.